Hello, I'm horror cartoonist Dennis St. John. I draw monsters and write twisted tales. As you can imagine, I was a little obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lucky for me, so were most of my high school friends, all except one. One friend who stubbornly refused to join the Scoobies. So here we are, 20-some-odd years later. I'm teaming up with Doc Travis, John Teach Landis, and maybe a special guest or two. And we're going to make our friend, Michael Poli, watch one episode of Buffy Week until he's no longer the Buffy Virgin. Hey, uh, welcome to Buffy Virgin, a spoiler-free Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Uh, We're going to be out of sight with Season 5, Episode 4, Out of My Mind. Uh, I'm your host, Dennis St. John. Uh, Why don't the rest of you guys introduce yourself uh, from longest to shortest commute times. My name is uh, John. My current commute time is around 80 minutes because I have to take a train to another train to get to work. Uh, so it's 80 minutes each way. It's kind of killing me right now. Good Lord, uh, dude. Yeah, we're working on We're thinking about it. We may move. I may end up working somewhere else. We'll see what happens. It's pretty awful. Um, I'm Travis, and my commute time is around six minutes right now. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very happy. Uh, my name is Michael. I'm the Virgin. I've only seen Buffy up to season five, episode four, and my commute time is zero because I'm working from home. Wow. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, my commute time, just in case anyone, anyone's interested, <laughs> is either like five minutes or next week it's going to be like 45 minutes because I'm dog sitting again. Uh, so I thought that was really bad, but uh, yeah, 80 minutes, dude. I feel like we could have a whole show about commute times because I have a lot of stuff to bring up that I just have to hold back right now. (laughs) A lot of questions, especially for John's commute. (laughs) I know, yeah. Uh, But uh, instead, let's listen to the summary provided by Michael. The summary. I'm thinking Cypress Hill. Insane. Got no brain. But, uh, But Riley... You know? I have the endurance of ten men. Let's make it women, okay? <laughs> Just for the imagery. Whatever. Riley! Just keeping you on your toes. Often, as it were. What got into them? No one's surprised I'm going insane. My occipital vein leaking red champagne, I'm a soldier. My superpower was murder. Captain America, so I met the nerf herders. Used to buy my way protein in bulk. Now I bounce and then bounce off Bimbo She-Hulk. Riley, I'm telling you, you need help. I used to be the psych TA. Now I'm not certain I have DNA. My living situation is rat in a maze. I'm feeling okay going out in a blaze. Good luck finding me the initiative case. My heart rate is normal, okay? I don't want to go to the doctor today. You knew who I was when you saw my balls poster. I'm into sports than more than most of your friends. How do you rate your last date with a Manchurian candidate? All I am now is vampire bait. Also, fuck Angel. Please take me to where they can make me unconscious and naked. All right, uh, that was great. Uh, let's do great lines. Great lines. Uh, love this bedroom line, Buffy. I have the endurance of ten men, Riley. Let's make it a woman for the imagery, or let's make it women for the imagery. <laughs> oh, Buffy, when she's talking to Willow. Don't worry, Will. You still wear the smarty pants in the family. Real life is slow, and it's starting to hurt my occipital lobe. And Willow says to her, poor Buffy's brain, and she like taps on her forehead. 
It's really sweet when those two are just talking about like normal college stuff. So, yeah. I mean, God, I would watch a whole mini series <laughs> of them just going to class and talking about not monsters. <laughs> you, you just want to watch Gilmore Girls, I understand. Well, it's, I think I, I want to watch like, <laughs> I want to watch what's called, uh, what you'd call it Willowicity. Like a willow version of Felicity, like Felicity's in college. <laughs> Call it Willow a City. I'd watch that. This is like a, such a strange call for fan fiction of just people hanging out. Like you just want buddy fiction based yeah. on not the fighting universe. life or death. That I feel like that's that's basically a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think people try, write fan fiction with the Avengers uh, not having powers. It's like, bleh. but Willow a City. If it exists, let us know. Uh, I like uh, in the opening moments uh, Spike's blood stuff. So so Buffy being like, Spike, I just saw you drink your own nose blood. And he's like, it's blood. It's what I do. And then like <laughs> a couple seconds later, he's like, I will know your blood slayer. I will make you. I will make your neck my chalice and drink deep. And then immediate pratfall. You know. So I feel like that. That's the second time they've done that exact gag with Spike. <laughs> It's so silly. It's like this guy used to be a big man. Now he falls through open holes. He got a full monologue break in uh, Angel when he opened a, an ep of Angel yeah. without a comic pratfall. That's true, yeah. But it, but his monologue was like super homophobic. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Jerk. Um, but he has a great moment with... Uh, with Harmony uh, back and forth playing 20 questions. And I, I love their little back and forth. It's like, is it, is it bigger than a bread box? No? Well, it's smaller than a bread box then. You know, Harmony, is it a sodic bread box? <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes it, cracks me up every single time. I love that so much. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, let's do the kill count. The kill count. I count. I'm counting one human because I didn't see the guard wake up, uh, but it wasn't confirmed. But I'm still counting it. Uh, and three vampires. All right. Uh, let's do weird noticings and trivia. Weird noticings. Uh, in the opening scene, Buffy is finally honing. Like Giles said she could in episode one. She finally learned. What is honing? At the beginning when she's standing up on the crypt and she like is just like sensing and then she like runs and stabs that vamp before he's even out of the grave. Remember back in uh, um, the first episode, she's Giles is like, you should be able to tell if there's any vampires by just sensing them. And she's like, uh, that one with the bad fashion sense. And he's like, well, yes, but you didn't hone. Wow, great callback to that. Love it. Isn't it great she stabs him, stabs the vamp while they're in the ground still? That's yeah. a great gag. So efficient. Yeah. From dust to dust. Yeah. Oh, I love I love the sticks water joke and the monkey brains and uh, in the magic shop. Now is it you know water from the river sticks or is it water from the band sticks? That's good. Is it the tears from the members of sticks? <laughs> who knows also the, if it really was sticks water that is like that could only be like the most potent like water on the planet. i mean that's that's that that's ridiculous that should be locked up in the vatican or something like it should not be in the magic <laughs> shop that's had 20 different owners 
Okay. I mean, that's like, you want to bring someone back to life, you just, you know, you pour some of that sticks water down their throat and they're good to go. This uh, this is sounding a lot like your character from D&D that's addicted yeah. to drinking any liquids. Yeah, well, he's thirsty <laughs> and hungry, depending on where I am with my diet in real life. It would be very dangerous around the sticks water. Uh, I guess I'm yes-anding what Travis said about Willowicity, you know, this kind of fake show uh, about Willow and... Buffy going to class and not having any real problems because I love Willow's intellectual fantasy about Buffy finally having opinions about the French Revolution. <laughs> and I also always want to my have always want to have my occipital lobe stimulated. But I never heard that concept. I like that idea. <laughs> uh, I thought Willow and uh, Tara were really cute this episode. They don't have a ton of seeds together, but ah, they're a good. They're a cute couple. That's all I'm saying. Agree. The oh Willow hand that was great. <laughs> And I just want to say to the universe that I was right. The magic shop does sell candles. They're about $6. That was the listed price. Somebody told me that they didn't, that it would be cheaper at a Walgreens. I'm sure they would. <laughs> I'm sure they would be cheaper at a Walgreens, but they, I think they are probably still pretty special candles. Uh, also in the magic shop, Riley is a complete dick to tackle Buffy as a keep you on your toes move. That is not cool. If your friend is an assassin, you don't <laughs> surprise them. That just, that whole scene, uh, I love it. It puts you on edge about Riley the whole episode, which they want. But, yeah, uh, was just yeah like, there's Ugh. clearly something off about Riley. <laughs> yeah. They're so good at doing off acting. I mean, like, it's like, oh, something's off? Definitely off. Oh yeah, Buffy references Star Trek, and and I was the one who wrote this down. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> is the Q versus Q thing a real problem? I mean, <laughs> only to the it's as real as it is in this episode. In that you're talking about one, and then people get confused. I could I can definitely attest to that. The problem is, I was definitely not confused about the Bond Q. I was definitely yeah. like, oh no, it's the other Q. <laughs> I feel like in Universe Buffy, they could they could go either way, so it is important. But I totally, I'm like, clearly she's talking about the Bond cue, but anyway. Uh, so uh, I just love the, the dummy that uh, Xander builds. It's a, first of all, yeah, it's like, it's like a straw scarecrow, like the Wizard of Oz scarecrow. Mm. Uh, but then he put little fangs on it and it's got like a cork nose and it's got like googly eyes. It's great. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, why don't, why don't, John, why don't you do another uh <laughs> Dive into HD details. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we actually get a pretty good look at uh, Riley's new apartment. And there's this great shot uh, from kind of high up, kind of a high angle shot. And you can really kind of dig the apartment. You see it's a basement apartment. So Riley's living in a basement apartment, which is cool. Uh, and uh, what I love, though, is that this image in this moment, uh, he and Buffy are kind of post-coital. And there's some great little visual storytelling. If you look on the right-hand side down there, what you can see is there's an empty KFC bucket. So I think they had a, a sexy KFC date. I think that's the story here. <laughs> In the bed? I, I mean, there's I don't a, see a table. Yeah, there's nowhere else for them to eat. At least I'm not seeing any, like, bones, like, on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> How much you want to bet that's just, like, leftover, like... From the crew, right? Like, that doesn't... Oh, you think Riley had his basketball friends over for a KFC? No, I mean the production crew on Buffy oh. the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, that could totally be cut off. Uh, that would be cut off in standard def, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I think that's way better my way. I think Riley and Buffy 
had like a sexy like feeding each other KFC in bed, and then uh, we're seeing the aftermath of that. They had hot, greasy fast food sex. <laughs> Riley has a bike. Who knew? Well, we saw Willow's kind of like her, you know, getting sexy time kind of set up when she was with Oz, right? Right. Like we haven't really seen Buffy's version. Well, maybe we have with her and Angel, but like it's a lot more is... chains uh, with uh, with Angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The light version of that is just KFC bucket. I'm digging that boombox he's got. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, right? He also has, has a speaker on the floor connected to apparently nothing. And an aluminum <laughs> bat just ready to swing at whoever knocks on his door. But this is way better than his previous bedroom with the, with the balls poster. And two months of newspapers. Just saving those newspapers for when he gets a rabbit. Do you think he moved out of the frat house bef- like... When he got kicked out of the initiative, or did he move out when he realized it was haunted by sex ghosts, or like when the initiative <laughs> like came crashing down? Like when do you think he actually moved out? Well, I mean, he was a fugitive for a bit. Yeah. Uh, did he? So I think he did. He lose all his stuff. I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of it, but he. I think he officially moved out of the initiative house when he was a fugitive from them. <laughs> <laughs> that would make for an awkward roommate. Scenario. Yeah, but they might have held on to his stuff, you know, like in a in a boxed it up or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd see that. It depends whatever the, you know, the agreement he signed when he um started housing there, <laughs> whatever it says. Uh so um I really feel for Don in the scene where Joyce has her like episode and doesn't know who she is. Like I totally know what it's like for your parents to for a parent to like not recognize you and it's like a very sucky feeling. So, feel it for Don there. That's yeah. it. <laughs> well, um, it's it's weird because that to me it's just reading like supernatural problems and not uh, real problems. But maybe it's it sounds like it's interesting that yeah you, you have the totally different take. <laughs> well, like, it's like oh, yeah. I've been thinking about this recently about how like you never know how like piece of fiction is going to relate to you, you know. Like, um, you just, cause there's no way the fiction was written for you. So there's just literally no way to like rec to predict, you know, what's going to trigger you in different ways, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I could derail this. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So in a world where Buffy exists, Harmony is appropriately scared of Buffy. And I don't know why that's such a shock, but to see her not underestimate Buffy is amazing. <laughs> And I'm, like, always applauding Harmony for, like, having big plans with clear execution points, but just not being smart enough to pull it off. But, like, anyway, that, that's a great scene. Um, and then I this episode, I was talking to Travis for a minute before the show started. It just reminds me how much our culture sucks around medicine. <laughs> like, people are embarrassed and terrified to go to the hospital because of it would admit weaknesses of some kind. And even Joyce is like, oh, I'm so sorry to inconvenience anyone for having to go to the hospital. And, like, for me, it was just this terror of weakness because, like, mm-hmm. I in my adult life, I see that shit. And it's just, you know, you see a friend who's injured or there's a thing. You're like, oh, you should check that. Or they're like telling you about some medical problem that bothers them. It's out, and they're like, and you're like, oh, you should go to the doctor. They're like, ah, oh, no. Like, yeah, you have a shaky hand that doesn't stop shaking. Why don't you? OK, I mean, pray that it's nothing. <laughs> Is that your default response? Because that's a hilarious response. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's just a little tangent. 
But everyone's terrified to go to the hospital. And it really culminates for me in that scene where Riley's playing basketball and the the team's just trying to help him out. Like, hey, let's get you in. He's like, uh-uh, never. So paranoid <laughs> that he has to fight everyone. Like, it, a gang of men tried to take you to the hospital because you're in trouble and you fought them off. This is our culture because we were like, that makes sense. I think uh, Riley's basketball friends, like, because they clearly just met him because he got all new friends when he left the initiative. So these are like his new, like, pickup basketball friends. And then they must think he's crazy because he's like, oh, uh, in the middle of the game, he's like, gotta go, guys. And then he like, immediately starts a fight with two strangers. It's like Three a whole cadre yeah. of people. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, there's Riley. He's like really great at basketball, but he's kind of sometimes he just leaves randomly and gets into a giant fist fight with three random, scary looking military dudes it's like but he's great at b-ball so yeah. he, can, he can stay on our screen what are you gonna do part of our pickup game oh man willow is laying on buffy's bed with her shoes on who else is like so disgusted with that i do that what john 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 i don't even okay. like wearing shoes inside houses yeah so that's, that's bad beds. news something only americans do <laughs> Some Americans. I didn't even notice that, but as soon as you, you know, posted, I saw that. I was like, "Oh shoot!" And I rewatched that scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, in that scene, Don's spouting some crazy caster effects that, according to the internet, are real. Yeah, that Wikipedia rabbit hole is amazing. Uh, I love the <laughs> one where they're like, apparently, the CIA like not to kill him, but to make everyone think he was crazy. Apparently, they put LSD inside his like. Uh, broadcast studio he was doing his radio broadcast hoping that he would like have an acid trip on the air and make everyone think he was crazy wow yeah <laughs> don didn't even bring up the exploding cigar which i think is the most famous example of this insanity i mean it just shows can't imagine what they're doing now yeah right like that buffoonery can only continue <laughs> uh i was um i was surprised that riley went and like was got lost in the initiative caves WTF initiative caves. I thought they filled those bitches with concrete. I thought there would be no way to get in or out. They did a poor job. And they overpaid whatever contractor they hired to fill those things up. <laughs> those are the scary Adam caves. They're not really the initiative caves. But they're adjoining, right? Yeah. Um, and then moving on to other things that bother me about our culture uh harmony reacting to the no smoking sign is amazing and priceless <laughs> and it's evidence of what's wrong with our dumb legal landscape we literally have to have the laws printed up and put in front of us where we might commit a crime so we don't do it and like i don't know that was some kind of trigger for me my dad's a lawyer whatever and <laughs> I, every time there's like an accident or like some issue like where someone get you know let's say you, you park illegally like, literally, can you see a sign that says don't park here? If you can't, then uh, it's cool. And, like, that that dumbness is so true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I love not respecting someone, but respecting the law. Yeah. Because we the are power all... of signs, yeah. <laughs> but we're made paranoid in our culture so. for reasons. Um, and then I want to ask so many questions about this uh, medical procedure under duress. Uh, and it seems Dude, really yeah. smart. Uh, to get a medical procedure done in this way. And uh, for some reason, the way that people do this in movies, like you get strapped in and like, let's do this. Like, is getting a medical procedure like going on a roller coaster ride? <laughs> like you're strapping the fuck in for like whatever happens. Let's do this. It's, uh, this episode's so crazy for so many reasons. 
But like, there's so much, there's so much wrong with it because the way to describe what's wrong with Riley, he needs an endocrinologist, not a neurologist. But with what's wrong with Spike, he needs a neurosurgeon, not a neurologist. So they kind of whiffed on both parts because a neurologist is not going to remove an experimental chip from your brain. That's just not, they don't do that. That's a neurosurgeon. And then they, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't care what, what's going on with your, what's going on with your hormones. They, I mean, they'd care, but they wouldn't, (laughs) they wouldn't be the specialist for Riley. I mean, the guy literally says, I've never done this procedure yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. And Spike's like, not... strap it in, let's do it. Like, <laughs> you don't want this doctor. Also, you could, any human would say, I've never done this procedure before. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down that uh, Graham says hyperadrenal overload, because I wanted to ask you, is that a real thing? <laughs> Does that make sense, hyperadrenal overload? <laughs> I, I never heard of that 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 exact phrase. No, but that that's a and the adrenal gland is part of the endocrinology system. So that's why I'm saying if they if they messed with your adrenal gland, then that's who you'd want to take care of you. I think they're just trying to like they're trying to, to describe something that probably can occur, but not like how this occurs. So it's yeah. very it's very silly. Right. I'm so glad we have a, doc- a doctor on staff to help us understand this. Um, speaking of doctors, Buffy was like really dumb to let Spike know all this initiative info. Like, Buffy legit forgets who Spike is a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Does Buffy also not know how money works? <laughs> <laughs> she just Why? rips because money in half. Well, that that half works. Later. Yeah, that works because the, the because you have to have both serial numbers for the money to be valid. So Spike will get all of the money at the end when she gives him the other half. It's like a poor man's escrow. Is <laughs> tearing the bills in half. Oh, I was just sort of freaking out. I'm like, that's just not how money works. <laughs> I was also thinking like Buffy doesn't have a job. That's still like her allowance from Joyce that she's tearing up. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see the uh, the like sequel to this scene where like Spike has like some scotch tape. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the pretty money. Yeah, and he did not get that other half. That's just torn up money. Yeah, so money's just nobody lost now. wins. Yeah. So Buffy's all like, oh, like first she's like, I'm still here, and then she's like, you can get yourself home and take care of yourself after heart surgery, right? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That shit was rough. I assume he's got like another day in the hospital. Like the hospital no. took care of him. No, no, no. You saw him walking out on oh, his do own you? two feet. Oh, Graham shit. was like talking to him right after. Oh, that's the heart right. Surgery. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They're walking out. That makes no. I mean, whatever happened to him made no sense. I mean, it just makes no sense. I mean, I know Buffy wasn't going to drive him home anyway because she doesn't have a car. But like, yeah, walking home from your apartment. I assume he's not taking his bike at least. <laughs> no, that's back in his place. We didn't take that to the basketball spot. So this episode just reminds me that there's so many surrogate Buffies on this show. Like Harmony, Darla, Kate, they're all kind of have that Buffy look. And I wonder, just from a casting perspective, are these all people that auditioned for the role of Buffy? And then Joss or whomever is like, okay, I actually want all of them. I want, the, I want all the top people who played Buffy in the audition to be on my show <laughs> and play opposite every male lead on the show. 
<laughs> to make I think a lot simple. of the I think a lot of the casting is like like uh, Amy the Witch auditioned for uh, Buffy, you know. So I think there there was a lot of pulling from that. Yeah, but definitely like Kate was definitely purposely cast to be similar to Buffy. Like it's not a coincidence, right? Yeah, and Darla was up to play Buffy as well, and so yeah. that's an inversion that Travis pointed out to me, or maybe we've all pointed it out different times in that first episode where Darla is the vamp. So there's a two flip one. Is it Buffy who's yeah. in is there? And then she's also a vampire, but then Harmony, I don't know if whatever Mercedes McNabb was auditioned for Buffy as well. I don't know. That's a good question, but she takes Buffy in a different direction, which is this total Valley girl, whatever kind of, kind of dumb Buffy, yeah. which would be like kind of like, more, the yeah. most traditional version of a Buffy, you would think? Yeah, it's the original Buff. Yeah. Probably closer to the Buffy and Buffy the movie. Is that true? Or am I? Yeah, totally. Yeah. She oh, totally okay. would have been like one of Buffy's friends in the movie. She she totally reads as that, that type of character. No and Mercedes is great. Like, <laughs> I'm always happy when uh, Harmony is in an episode because she's great. She's so funny. Like. And, like, this episode doesn't have a lot going for it, but it had her. Yeah. Unless you care about Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's a big one for the Riley people. I actually, you know, I actually kind of like season five. I, I'm, I don't like season five Riley, but I like season five Riley a lot more than season four Riley. But uh, this episode shows that even he's not strong enough to pull a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Willow, Willow and Anya do make a joke about Anarchy Riley. They don't even make yeah. a joke. They're like, oh, remember he used to hang out at that burned out school once? Back when he was cool. Anarchy Riley was so cool. Uh, did you guys notice when Spike was like walking away, he makes this like comment about Buffy with her shampoo commercial hair? And I thought like initially this was like a reference to a shampoo commercial that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller may have been on at the time. Because she did a lot of commercials. Um, but... She's never done a shampoo commercial, so that is not a reference to that. Uh, she's done. She did a lot of makeup ads at the time, and when she was a kid, she was in like McDonald's and Burger King commercials and stuff, which you can find on YouTube. And I spent a bunch of time watching today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. At the end, when Spike has the dream, and he's like, "Oh no!" Like, should Spike really worry about the content of his dreams right after brain surgery? <laughs> I mean, I imagine I would have dreams about brain surgery. <laughs> so much, like, dismissive, like... I don't know, this episode's so dismissive of how hard it is to go through surgery. Like... <laughs> uh, it's, it's like an outpatient procedure for brain surgery and the heart surgery. It's like... God. All right. Uh, I think that's all our weird noticings and trivia. Uh, so let's do some questions for the group. Questions for the group. All right. Well, this is just an extension of weird noticings. Uh, some of these here. But um, how do you take a rager like uh, Riley to the hospital? I have a plan, by the way. I just wanted to see if people had some ideas. How you? How would you take care of a rager? <laughs> Tranquilizer gun. <laughs> oh, shit. Never mind. That's a better plan. Uh, just get a gang of guys to beat him up on the basketball court, obviously. <laughs> 
I was going to say you set up um, a hospital room like a <laughs> like a gym, and you make the <laughs> the bench where you would do the lifting, kind of the operating chair, right? And so then he thinks he's going to be lifting weights, and that's when you strap him in. You pretend to spot him, <laughs> and you strap him in. Uh, that's how you catch a rager. Okay, uh, everyone's thrilled. This is a good. great plan. It's good. Catch a rager sounds like some horrible euphemism. <laughs> I really I mean, caught it, a rager. I caught a rager last night, bruh. <laughs> so where did this is speaking of Riley? Gosh, Riley, so much fun this episode. Uh, where do people search for you if you're missing? So with Riley, first stop apartment, gym, then library, and I don't believe the library thing. But anyway. and then caves. <laughs> Get in the gym. A burned out husk of a, of a school caves. Right. Riley has like the three normal places, and then after that, it's just like. <laughs> Like an AWOL. So I think for me, if you're looking for me, you're like house. Right. Um, I actually library, I go to, I actually go to many libraries now. I go to three different libraries because <laughs> I have multiple library cards from surrounding counties. Um, so that's a legit thing. I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to a gym, but I, you know, there's totally a local bar, right? I got the bar down the street. Uh, there's the coffee place next to it, so you, that's like a two for one. That's easy. Um, maybe the comic shop, um, maybe Powell's, then the pro photo rental place, and then it's like, <laughs> then it goes to the initiative caves. <laughs> <laughs> How that's many probably, places do you frequent before it goes into cave territory? Yeah, yeah, that's probably a better question rather than the total like track my behavior thing I just did. Um, so maybe if we could cut that, that'd be great. This is probably not a good question. <laughs> Sorry. Now we know how to surveil Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pretty so much just like operation. home, work, train, caves. I don't yeah, definitely, definitely catch John in his commute some point. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is real. Clapham Junction, baby. <laughs> oh, within day. that theme, then, I'm like home or caves. Just like like that yeah i guess i'm homework uh yeah a local bar uh i'm at whole foods a lot uh yeah i don't really want to call out my bar behavior (laughs) it feels weird i'm like yeah i want to do good i go to a life drawing every wednesday now so you might be able to catch me there uh yeah i'm like uh homework grocery store um like neighborhood track there's like a there's like a school here that has a track that i walk on oh cool i thought you were like the betting track but the neighborhood one <laughs> you know the one where we're just racing you know a shih tzu and uh and a pekingese you know, please everybody knows fancy. travis does off-track betting come on <laughs> once we raced a frog and a salamander <laughs> took all day that's no contest obviously the frog wins <laughs> so Don's musings she has a little moment before this like scene that's not you're not sure what it's about until Joyce um, has a stroke or something um, so did you ever make the substitute cry and is that a real game making the sub cry yes John question yes. I remember being mean to the substitute <laughs> this is a John question that is a John question sorry kids are the worst to subs and I never made the substitute cry because I was pretty good as a kid to teachers but the um but i have definitely been t- tortured as the like sub 
When you're like in somebody else's classroom, kids are the worst. How do they torture you? They, they'll just like you're like you're you're there. They give you work. Like you have to get the kids to do the work, and they just straight up don't. And then you're like, you need to do the work. What's your name? And they're like, I'm not gonna tell you my name. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, I got nothing now. I got nothing because I've never met you in my life. Because <laughs> like every discipline procedure is based on knowing their name. And once you, <laughs> so if you don't know their name, they're, they're invincible. <laughs> wow, it really is like it's like a magic. Like, yeah. Can you number them? <laughs> Can you number them? <laughs> I have, but that doesn't yeah, really I'll help. Just number them. The discipline office. <laughs> I just take a phone pic of them, right? Unless that's weird. Uh, I think yeah, that's weird. Definitely weird. That's that definitely, definitely weird. weird. <laughs> numbering these children. I've definitely had some asshole kids when I was like doing like a one day comic teaching thing, like coming into a middle school and they are just complete shits to me. But I'm like, this is a voluntary class. Why are you here to just be an asshole? Like, yep. Go to study hall. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Middle schoolers are the worst. Oh my God. They're the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. Big part of my day doing it tomorrow. Well, then Joyce doesn't, isn't like negative enough about this kind of behavior. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. No, she's not. It's really awful. I mean, it's also normal. I mean. What a terrible. It's like you're you can't just be a temp worker at a school because kids like are like, I don't know you. Who yeah, that's you? exactly what they're like. I mean, is it like being a temp worker at a prison? I wonder, like if you're just guard for the day or a weekend guard. That sounds better, actually. Yeah. Well, you have power there, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm locking this down. They want something from you. Middle schoolers don't want anything from the teacher. Right. They don't even want to be there. They well, some want, like, validation and attention. Oh, yeah. That's a true. lot of them. That's, that's, yeah. A lot of middle schoolers really want that. But So do you think that's a job that everyone should do at least once? Like, people think that you should be a server and stuff, that you should be a middle school sub? No. Uh, no. Um, I, that I would sounds say like it's, it would be bad for the middle schoolers. Yeah, that, like, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh but I would say also like the experience. sometimes people <laughs> sometimes people substitute to see if they want to do teaching. And I think that would probably send you running because like it's way better than that. Like, subbing is like the, all the all the worst parts of teaching and none of the advantages. Mm-hmm. It's like having your first day of school forever. Yeah. All right. My final question for the group, but maybe just for Doc Trav. How do you ensure the doctor does a good job during your hostage care situation? Like if you take a doctor hostage to perform medical procedure, how do you assure they do a good job? Well, the first thing would be to try and make sure they don't know they're a hostage. <laughs> what? How does that work? This this is some inception shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, what you could do, you know, most people respond uh, to when they respond very well when someone's in trouble. So I think you could get pretty far along if you could just appear as if you are in, are in enough trouble. Um, okay, so your point is you, doctors mainly care and want to help you. Yeah. So you don't really need to, like, hold a gun to their head to get them to help you. You don't. <laughs> what if really? you're, you know, an evil vampire with a chip in his brain? Right. Well, you could have bluffed your way that chip out of the brain. Like, say it was, you know, causing you seizures, or you could you could lie about things it was causing, or it's making you want to kill children. Because I'm sure a doctor would be like, you know what? Maybe we should take that chip out of your brain if it's causing you to have homicidal thoughts towards little children. Uh, there's there's ways to get there's ways to get what you need done. So my question around this, though, was, Travis, if you put yourself in this position, 
uh, where there's, uh, you know, somebody's like got a crossbow to your head and they want you to perform a kind of surgery that's not your specialty. How well do you think you'd do? Uh, poorly, I'm sure I would be dead if I had to do something I was never trained to do. <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like you have enough general medical knowledge to kind of, kind of pull it off. I, I cannot, not now or ever, just kind of do brain surgery. Okay. <laughs> no matter how many crossbows you point at me, I'm not going to unlock some magic part of my brain that's like, oh, that's how you do the brain surgery. Okay. Good <laughs> to it's know. Not, it's not like, oh man, I made hollandaise sauce, you know, five years ago in culinary school, but I could probably whip up something that's similar to hollandaise sauce, you know. It's like, no, you, n- you never did that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hollandaise sauce metaphor. It makes me feel like being a doctor is just like, which recipe do I use? <laughs> no, I think it's not like a recipe that you can fudge. You, you can fudge a hollandaise yeah, but if recipe. I, if I get like, you know, this ratio a little bit bad, it's not like it tastes bad. It's like somebody dies. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we do need to remember that Spike is, is basically immortal. So like the, the stakes yeah. are like this, kind of lower for him, right? Yeah, like, that's the thing. The stakes were definitely low. I don't know the whole, yeah, the stakes... It's not like he's going to get an infection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's more like a, a practice, like a practice on a corpse, like when you're in med school, if you're operating on a vampire. I mean, it would have been funny if they had, uh, what was that, uh, what's that board game where you have to take like things out of somebody's body? Operation. 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 <laughs> It'd be great if Spike brought like a board game version of Operation and like showed the doctor like, you just do this. Just do what you do in this, in this board <laughs> game, okay? You do that, you live. Does this happen, though? I mean, it has to. It, is it only in movies where doctors get the situation? I mean, I know our medical situation is bad in the United States. It's like, I need care now. Also, I have no money. Oh, yeah, yeah there's that Isn't movie that... Uh, with Denzel Washington, John yeah. Q. Public, where he, like, he takes he takes a doctor hostage to operate on his, on his son because he doesn't have health insurance. That is a, not a good movie. Sadly enough, most people just murder doctors. So ho- hostage-taking would be an upgrade. Oh, they just murdered them. Got it. Yep. Is that oh. is that our doctors targets for homicide because people are angry yes. that like their health didn't go the way they planned? Yes. I see. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Trav. We were not <laughs> oh, aware yeah. of that. I would definitely take being held hostage over being murdered. <laughs> Four out of five doctors agree. Being taken hostage is preferable to being murdered. Uh. Uh, seems like a good place to move on to themes and deep stuff then. Deep stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just a general theme, I think so far this season has been like blood. They've like talked about blood a lot. Uh, just something to keep in mind. Um, and uh, I wanted to talk about um, that Spike and Riley this episode are both like obsessed over their strength, losing strength or like trying to gain their strength back. And I mean, it's just kind of interesting because the show is against both of them having this power. Uh, but like, is it a critique of toxic masculinity? Discuss. I don't know. No, it totally is. The, especially the Riley, the Riley parts. Um, the way that he won't, he, he feels like he has to like specifically be at least as powerful as his girlfriend in order to feel yeah. like valued. Riley wouldn't allow himself to be supported. He had a team of people. Hey, bro, things aren't looking so great. We should get you into the hospital. We got a guy, we got it all lined up for you. We have the doctor, we have everything taken care of. 
What? No. <laughs> uh-uh. I'll trust you. Punching. <laughs> I think if the three of you or a group of random people told me it was time to go to the hospital, it's time for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, though, like you, you were like he does have like some legit trauma from uh, and, like trust issues about how he was treated by the government in the past. I think those arguments he makes are not completely insane. <laughs> he yeah. also, well, like the last medical procedure he had done, he did himself. <laughs> an, an insane medical procedure. Well, that's probably why he's thinking he doesn't need to go to the hospital. It's like, ah, if my adrenal gland's bugging me, I'll just get a broken bottle and just take care of that. <laughs> DIY it. Really so self-reliant. He's going to like have like a YouTube channel and uh, once YouTube comes out in a few years, it's going to be like, you know, medical life hacks. Oh, Riley, his life is such a mess right now. And just seeing it totally spiral out in this episode, it's like, it's kind of a joy. And I, I'm sad that you guys didn't enjoy it as much but you know watching him get lost in the initiative caves and shit it's just like this it reminds me of oh, i can't remember the name of the episode of the last season where riley like pulled a gun on a stranger at willie's bar yeah, yeah. it just has that vibe of like an unhinged riley right where it's just like nah can't find me and like and i'm i'm always i'm a little shocked that buffy treats him like a human being in the initiative <laughs> caves and it's like hey look stop being such a tough guy I'm serious. And he's just like, ah. Yeah, he's, he's punching a wall. <laughs> I'm fine. I can just do this for the rest of my life. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes, though, because I don't know what you all, you all know what the show's philosophy is on this at this point, but it hasn't really, it's communicated the theme, but hasn't communicated the, the meaning or the idea that they're actually believing. Because like, I actually have a prediction here, which I'll just say, because I think weak Riley isn't going to be enough for Buffy, and that weak Riley is a problem for her because she's so strong. But, like, I don't know if the show feels that or not. I'm just making a guess. Because, like, he has this fear and paranoia that people think he's weak, and then there's a conversation or whatever that he hears back about where Buffy said, I like weak Riley. You know, and even though it's I like him, he doesn't hear that. He hears weak Riley. Yeah. She also, at one point, this episode is a, is like, if I wanted to date somebody with superpowers, I'd date Spike. And it's like, why'd you bring Spike up right now? Yeah, There's a lot of other people you could have brought up. Well, my point of that is, even though the show's like, oh, he alpha male toxic masculinity, she's still playing that same game by calling out, oh, I know you're different now. And that strength isn't a thing for you now, but I still care about you. And it's like, whoa, wait. My weakness is a part of why you like me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just I don't think we could say much, but yeah, oh, okay. Like I like what you're saying, but uh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a thing there where I mentioned earlier where she's like, "See, I'm still here." Bye. Like, <laughs> right. And Spike's weakness, you know, is he can't admit apparently that he's in love with Buffy in any way because it's his mortal enemy. And he's t- caught between it in a much more fucked up place where it's like, I want to drink her blood and murder her. I, I need to be with her. <laughs> like, I've never been to that place. That seems like a very scary place to be. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, I do like the idea that, like, Buffy is training for the first time and is getting stronger and everything. And it's just like, she could have been this strong this whole time if she just put the effort in. <laughs> Like, no wonder, busy. no wonder. Like back in high school, Giles was always like, "Just fucking train." 
Gosh, I'm reading uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits right now, and it makes me have all those regrets for, like, why wasn't I working on this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's it for themes and deep stuff. Uh, let's do recommendations. Recommendations. Um, so I was thinking brain surgery, so I recommended uh, The Brain That Wouldn't Die and Get Out. Uh, I mean, Get Out is amazing. The Brain That Wouldn't Die is just funny, old movie. Get Out obviously came out a couple years ago, is really amazing. And then I was thinking, Riley, this episode kind of has the powers of Darkman. Um, it's the same, like, he can't feel pain and he's stronger than he should be because of his adrenal gland. Uh, so I will recommend the best of the Darkman movies, which is Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die, with Jeff Fahey as Darkman. Is Man. that the best one? I've only ever seen the first one. Is that... Well, yeah, you know, it's good. like we can't really recommend a Liam Neeson movie at this point, you know? But there's nothing wrong with Jeff Fahey. He's, Wait, he's what solid. did Liam Neeson do? Uh, he's racist as hell now. Oh. What? God damn what it. He... <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, but those are my wrecks. Just some quick wrecks. Also, Darkman 3 has the best title, Die, Darkman, Die. Uh, uh, so let's do predictions. Virgin Predictions. Okay, predictions. So uh, looking at our stats, uh, Michael, your overall accuracy is currently at a 62.5. Your accuracy so far for things that happen in season five is currently at an 83%. So this is currently your most accurate Hell season. Yes. Um, however, I, I kind of think that it may that, 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 that may change in the future, but it's not going to change today because I don't think I have anything to confirm or deny for today. Dennis, did you get a chance to look at the prediction sheet? I know you sometimes look uh, at it. I didn't, yeah. Because I looked through it, I couldn't find anything that was addressed in this episode at all. Oh, that's because it's a filler episode, John. Um, <laughs> and there isn't anything that's happening of note. Yeah, it is a bit of a filler episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I found two predictions that are true. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Travis. Um, so number 270 on the little uh, line, Spike will preemptively attack a demon. For some reason that's open. Oh, Didn't yeah. Attack? I think Spike definitely has done that and definitely did that this yeah. episode. Good call. Yeah. Good call. That's confirmed. Thanks, then, Thanks yeah. Travis. Looking out. I always look out for you. And then there's one where Cordelia will temporarily become evil. Yeah. Number one, two, three. Oh, one, two, three. And she did that in the episode. She got possessed by the hacksaw demons spawn, right? Oh, the um, in expecting. In expecting. She was, you know, she hit... Thanks, Travis. Uh, Am I right on that? Am I over? Yeah, that, that all seems correct. Yeah, those are yeah, those are over some oversights. I definitely missed those. Uh, in that case, Michael, uh, your accuracy for season five is shot up to an eighty-five. Your overall accuracy up to sixty-two point eight. This is amazing. So you're doing you're, you're doing quite great. well. You're all wonderful people. All right. Well, I have some new predictions. Um, prediction one, and as as we've kind of stated, I'm going to put uh, more prediction points into a super prediction. But I'm going to set up with the basic predictions. These are each worth one point. If they're right. So first, Riley will take another drug to become as powerful as Buffy. He can't be weak, Riley. He's got to do it. He cannot help it. Um, second prediction, based on what we said in you know themes, deep stuff. Weak Riley, weak Riley isn't going to be enough for Buffy. 
and that's a little bit ambiguous. Um, but I think it's as simple as when your gym rat boyfriend gets an injury, maybe you guys break up because you can't go to the gym together. Um, <laughs> third one, Spike will dream about Buffy again. Even though the Spike-Buffy thing is totally going to happen and Spike wants it so bad, apparently they just need to really make it super clear that he's acting on dream stuff or something. So he needs to dream about her again. This isn't enough foreshadowing for me as a viewer. I need to see this over multiple episodes to start running my wheels about this happening. Um, four, Tara is going to set up a psychic reading spot at the magic shop. Question, is, is it called the magic shop? The magic it's, box. It's uh, the magic box, yeah. Okay, the magic box. My mistake. Right. Uh, and then, super prediction, Joyce is going to die of non-supernatural causes. <laughs> I I think I may have predicted that Joyce is going to die, but you I have. think I thought... It, yes. I, but did I say it was a monster or whatever? Uh, let me double check. You have predicted that a supernatural monster will appear at Joyce's art gallery. Uh, and... Let's see. Where is it? There it is. Your your prediction uh, goes all the way back to season two, and it is simply three words, Joyce will die. Okay. Well, I want to add to that. Um, so a new prediction, Joyce will die of non-supernatural causes. Okay. Which is Joyce will die, but is a more specific version. She's clearly her body is going to get her. Okay. So if that is true, then you'll get six points. Five yes. for the this new prediction and one for the old one. If it's wrong... No, I don't want that to be my victory episode. I'm just saying. Oh my god, there's so many open predictions. Yes, there are a lot of them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All things we can worry about later, by the way. Don't overwhelm yourself with the future. That's tomorrow's problems. That's right. <laughs> I just got that written on the wall here. Yeah. Oh, about tomorrow's problems today. Great. I think that's predictions. Um. Oh, here's one that it it's still open, but oh, geez, okay, the closest the closest um it's come. Former members of the initiative will form a support group. Oh, I f I feel like that almost that could have happened this episode, but didn't. Uh, right. I think we need to leave that open. All right. Uh, I think that's the up. Uh, so, yeah, I'll sign off. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been Dennis St. John, uh, at D-E-N-I-S-C-O-M-I-X on Twitter. Uh, and that's my website also. Uh, you can look for my book, Land of Many Monsters, and many more monster tales on Amazon. And uh, I have three illustrations in the newest issue of Monster Explanation Point, uh, issue 34. It's by WK Books, who are the same people who published uh, Land of Many Monsters. Uh, so I do some illustrations for some articles in this. It's a good book. Uh, I mean, it's a magazine, but it's super fat. Uh, so check it out. Um, Mike, what are you working on? My YouTube channel, uh, I'm MP197400 until I change it to Michael Poli. But anyway, I'm on YouTube, and I do weekly YouTube videos every Friday on a thing that I'm interested in. Last week it was maps. This week it'll be about making text-based text adventures, and that'll be up by the time you check this out. Awesome. Uh, so thank you one and all for listening and talking to us at Buffy Virgin. Uh, you can visit our website, buffyvirgin.com, for links to our blog, YouTube, 
Twitter and Instagram. Uh, reach out. Uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, and don't forget to rate and review us on the podcast listener of your choice. And we'll see you all in hell. <laughs>